Hey, everyone, it's time for our next edition here, the June edition of the 20 Minute Mar Market Breakdown. Uh, I'm Brian Bogner, joined along with Greg Towner, and we're going to take the next 20 minutes and share with you our thoughts, comments, and about the markets, economy, all these fun things that we're happening right now. But you know what's happening right now? It's summertime. I think it's officially summer. I mean, I know it starts after Memorial Day, but uh, I just feel like now we're kind of in the middle of it and it's feeling like summer. And I got to say, we have been very blessed here in South Carolina up until this week. Now we, we have a 10 day period here where it's just, it's been raining nonstop. But before that, we were having 60 degree nights, maybe topping out around 80 degrees. It has just been a wonderful, beautiful, nice, nice weather uh, summer so far. I've been very thankful and very grateful for that. Uh, we are getting some much needed rain, probably a little more than we need, but uh, but it's it just seems like a very mild summer so far. I know the heat can be uh, a lot, but I'm very, very thankful for that, Greg. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I uh, agree with all that. Uh, we've made it the, the furthest ever, I think, before turning on our air conditioning. So it's a good, a good yeah. long spring. Yeah. But, awesome. uh, you know, I'm excited about what we have to talk about today. You know, it seems like our recent conversations have been around kind of noisy topics that were happening, you know, debt ceiling, bank crisis, these kind of short-term things that, you know, we of course needed to do address, but we knew they'd probably be short-term in nature. And, and, and today we're going to get an opportunity to talk about some topics that we think are a little bit longer term in nature. So we like that. Yeah, actually, you know, and, and, and what I would say, if you're listening to this podcast, this is the one you may want to take a few notes on or really listen in intently. Okay. I know when we talk about these short-term things, everybody gets excited about it because that's what's in the media. And, oh my gosh, what do you have to say about it? But nine times out of 10, a month later, nobody's going to be talking about that thing anymore. So what everybody's used to usually talking about, a month later, they're not talking about it. And, and we can give you an examples. And that might be just another podcast we do and showing examples and reasons for that because I think it's really important. But, you know, uh, read a quote recently. Mm -hmm. uh, from a very uh, big uh, money management firm. And it said, we're having a non-recession recession. And what I mean by that is all of us in this room, and I'm, I'm just reading the quote here, all of us in this room are going to feel a recession because we basically were the beneficiaries of a decade of money printing to the tune of $8 trillion, not $8 billion, not $800 billion, $8 trillion. I'm, uh, that's a little my emphasis I'm adding there. That's not actually in the quote. However, fundamentally, we're in a normal period of time. What was abnormal is what happened for the past 10 years. And you've been hearing us say this for a while now, is that we are just returning to normal. It feels like, oh my gosh, this is happening or this is slowing down and whatnot. But really what is happening is things are starting to normalize again. And that's why we say what worked the last 10 years is likely not going to work the next 10 years because the last 10 years was actually the abnormal. And you got to be really careful right now if you think, well, you know, let's get back to the last 10 because that was the outlier. So let's get, let's start talking about that. And uh, Greg, let's, let's talk about a little bit about the last 10 years and what was, um, you know, what was out of whack? Yeah, there was certainly a lot of things abnormal. I mean, we could really go back even more to 10 years, basically to the end of the financial crisis. Mm -hmm. And since then, essentially every asset has gone up in price. You know, right. stocks have had a huge run, real estate, you know, bonds have gone up in price, which of course means yields lower. 
you know, crypto, sports cards, art, you name it, everything went up in price for a decade or more. Now, of course, there was corrections along the way, there always are, but I think those corrections were very brief in nature most of the time. Mm -hmm. So people got accustomed to things going up, corrections very brief, there weren't these long sustained either down markets or even sideways markets. And most of the reason for all of that is because the tremendous amount of liquidity right. that was in all of the investable markets in the form of low interest rates, you know, the Fed keeping their rates low, the Fed performing quantitative easing, you know, a variety of you know fiscal stimulus, whether it be legislative spending or tax cuts or what have you, all of these things pushed assets higher. Uh, we also, over the past you know decade plus until the pandemic, had much below average inflation. You know, inflation yeah. for a long period was about two percent. If you go back over long history, right. it's about three percent. Right. So then inflation hit in the pandemic, and it, you know it felt you know much more different. So well, yeah, we had the pandemic, right? I mean, inflation yeah. was still low at that time, and then and then you know it's like you know at the end of any move, there's usually what we call like a blow off top. There's like this thing right. that just kind of blows everything out. Right. We had the pandemic. We then we had like the mother of all. Uh, liquidity events during the pandemic, we had this big blow off top, right? Right. And that was in 20 into 21. And then 2022 hit. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, what, what, what started happening? All that liquidity started getting yanked away and interest rates started going up and the game changed like that. And what, it, you know, 22, what do we see? All right. Asset prices started coming down. Things started changing. Everybody's starting to wait a minute. What's going on here? So let's talk about 22 into 23 and kind of this, this, which I still feel we're in this transitionary period uh, right now uh, over the last 10 years. Yeah, I agree. We're definitely still transitioning, normalizing. You know, if we go back to that period last year where the market started to weaken, and, you know, economists started to get really worried about the economy. Everybody assumed we'd be in a, in a recession by now, you know, an actual true recession. Mm -hmm. But when we look at the data, you know, if anything, the economy is maybe even strengthening a little, certainly staying firm. Job market's very strong. I saw a quote this week from General Electric, large industrial company that said they see no sign of economic softening. I mean, you can certainly find signs out there of something softening, of course. So even though the economy is staying firm, you look at you know typical consumer sentiment index or surveys of consumers around the economy they're largely negative you know and cer certainly some of this is political related you know at any point half the people are going to be upset about something these days right, right? right but really i think much of it boils down to you know people consumers investors got used to the abnormal last decade of high growth low inflation so they kind of became anchored to that view so even though most people have a job and you know asset levels are still fairly high, a lot of people might kind of feel like we're in or near a recession when in reality, it's just this normalization process that we've been talking about and, and are going through now and may continue to go through for a bit of a bit of time. Yeah. And I'm I'm just going to add a little caveat to that as well about, you know, why consumer sentiment is down and things like that. And 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 you've heard this say us a million times, and we will probably sound like a broken record, but Avoid the noise. There is so much noise right now about the negativity and negativity is what sells. Positive stuff does not sell and does not get more clicks. And how I know this is 
my clients don't email me or text me or contact me asking me about articles that are positive because they're not out there. They're always, oh my gosh, I read this the other day that this thing's going to happen and, 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 and we're on the edge of economic collapse. These, and I get these constantly from folks right. and I don't, you know, it, it's to the point, I, I don't want to say like, stop reading this stuff. Stop. Like, what are you reading? Where are you getting this? What's your source? How are you looking at this? But that I really believe is what is just dripping on people over and over and over again. Right. Because we have these things, we have these phones and, and I know I'm, I know I'm sounding a little preachy here, but it's important. It's so important uh, because the, you know media does not have your best interest in mind, and I think that's one of the reasons why people feel right. We're going on vacations and we're doing stuff, but we don't feel great about it because we're getting inundated with this other stuff. So I'll stop there. I'm getting off my soapbox. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to go down this road. It's just because we are inundated with this nice. constantly here. So let's 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 change uh, focus here a little bit. So we've talked about the last 10 years. We've talked about this past couple of years in this transition. What do we need to be focused on going forward? What do we need to be looking at? Yeah, I mean, so starting off from the investment perspective, I mean, we think again, and we love this, price and what you pay is going to matter again in terms of value. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about value, we're not necessarily talking about, you know, people talk about, oh, value stocks or growth stocks or what have you. I mean, that, that's always been a little bit hard to determine, and it's actually getting even harder to categorize stocks. I mean, if you look at some of the value indexes now, they have like the big, you know, mega cap technology names in there. And then some right. of the growth right. indexes have energy in there. I mean, it's all mixed up and some are, right. are, 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 you know, here or there. So we're more focused on, you know, are you getting value for what you're buying, whether it's a stock, mm -hmm. home, a business, you know, what have you Focus more on value and the fundamentals, meaning what cash flow is being generated, you expect right. to be generated, whether it be right. rents, dividends, what have you. You know, it's no longer about just buying something because you think it might go up and you can sell it to the next person for a higher price. Yeah. You want to have actual fundamental values behind it going forward. Right. right. Yeah. And and I think another another area asset class, I don't think I know to be thinking about going forward is fixed income. Yeah. Um, you know, to your point. Greg, earlier about the last 10 years where interest rates were just in the dumps and it really wasn't providing any any real value or return, that has certainly changed. And um, interest rates now are beefy. <laughs> uh, there's some meat on the bone there. Uh, they've got, you know, there's there's some areas there that are actually outpacing inflation and and providing a decent return. And, um, and that's an needs I, we believe that more and more now it's probably needs to be a little bit part of your i mean it depends on where you're at and in life and things like that but part of your portfolio yeah absolutely and i mean tied somewhat with those interest rates and fixed income is is the real estate market yeah they're driven they're driven a lot by the interest rates and you know before when everything was going up and, and interest rates were super low it seemed like real estate all across the country was just going higher Right. We're starting to see that be differentiated and, and we think it's going to get back to, you know, historically real estate was more local, you know, what is happening in your, you know, is the economy good in your local market, whether demographics, people moving there, leaving there, et cetera. So we think real estate can still remain a healthy asset class in select markets. I mean, it's certainly getting expensive in a lot of places. That's a risk, but there's also very low inventories, particularly when we're referring to residential real estate. So 
we think that's something that's going to be different going forward. Instead of just all real estate is good and it's all going up, it's going to be a lot more localized geographically. Location, 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 right? I think I've, I think I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what else is going to be important going forward? You know, we've said this a number of times, but we think inflation is going to settle in at higher rate than it had been for, say, the past decade. So let's kind of break that apart a little bit. Over the last couple of years, people were hit with this really high inflation, much higher than normal. It's obviously was painful for all. But I think it was even more painful because the decade before, inflation was only around 2%. You know, historically, inflation was 3% or more. Mm-hmm. So we think it's going to have to settle in back with something maybe with a three handle on it. Ultimately, you know, it's keeping, it's keeping to come down now, but we'll settle in higher. Some of the reasons for that, you know, deglobalization, what does that big word mean? It basically it means that, you know, we're moving a lot of manufacturing out of the right areas of say Southeast Asia that were cheap to make things back right. to the U S where it's more expensive to make things. So it's going to be more expensive from that perspective. And also a lot of commodities have tight supply and demand dynamics. So there mm. could be periods where commodity prices go up. So ultimately we think inflation has to settle in mm-hmm. at a little bit higher than the norm. Uh, diversification we think is going to be important going forward. I mean, of course you could always say that, but one reason that we think it's going to be even more important and getting back to the normal of things is this whole theme around longevity. You know, people yeah. are, are living longer, medicine, taking care of yourself, uh, if artificial intelligence happens to be a miracle, there's some that argue people could live a lot longer, perhaps. Right. Um, so if that's the case, I think diversification and non-correlated assets for people that are living a longer retirement are going to be important so that they have lower volatility. They're less apt to make some of those critical mistakes and can kind of go through and enjoy that that long period that they hopefully have in retirement. So diversification is something that we think is going to be incredibly important going forward. And and if you think about this longevity theme, which I think is is a big deal, like people are just, you're right, people are just living longer, and um, that you know we've we've looked at all the studies over time, and and the longer time frame that you have, assets, you know, you know, especially if you're looking at stocks and in you know a good diversified portfolio, you know, it's very the longer time frame you have, the less probability of that being a negative or you know return or something along those lines. So if we think about, right, longer periods of time, right, yes, being diversified is important, but probably even more so being is, is having a financial plan, having a plan in place to make sure that over that time frame, what are the milestones and the things that you want to accomplish and hit over that time and being able to fund those things and not outlive your money, having that plan is more important than well, did I outperform the S&P 500 over the last six months, you know, or last year? That, right. that, you know, those conversations, people still want to have them. They're becoming more and more irrelevant. It's just not a relevant thing anymore. It's, it's about where do, you, where, where do you want to be? Who do you want to be with? And what do you want to be doing? And, yeah. and, and what do we need to do to get you there? Yeah. Those conversations are what matter. Not did I outperform the S&P 500 over the last year. So um, yeah. that's speculation. Financial planning is 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 a matter, and and I will make a, I'm going to make a little advertisement here. If you need an update on your plan or or anything like that, give us a call. You know where to reach us. Um, we have very robust planning uh, tools here, and we're happy to help you and and walk through that with you. So, all right. So we're focusing on some things here to go forward. Um, 
you know, and these, these, you know, everything we've talked about, whether it's cash flow, value, fixed income, all these kind of new things as we kind of get back to normal here. Right. Um, but there's things, Greg, that just don't ever change, are there? Mm -hmm. No matter what's going on in the world, no matter what season or cycle or what we're in, there's just things that don't change. What are they? Yeah, coming back to one of our all-time favorite topics here, the emotions. So mm -hmm. fear and greed, unfortunately, will always be a factor in investing. That's why we talk about it so yeah. much. Yeah. Everybody sees it all the time. It's very hard to avoid, particularly as you talked about with all the noise out there. So to us, critical function uh, going forward is to continue to build portfolios that we think are less likely to create volatility, less likely to create reasons for investors to be emotional mm -hmm. and for us to keep hammering home, you know, focus on the long-term, focus on your financial plan. Don't focus on the short-term noise because fear and greed will, will destroy any right. financial plan that you might have quicker than you could imagine. So unfortunately, we don't think those things will change, but we're going to do our best to reduce the likelihood that people are susceptible to them. Right. Well, good. Well, I think in closing here uh, on this um, is that, again, we're returning back to normal. Uh, and any and anytime you're, you get extended or, or things kind of really kind of blow up to the upside and you've got to revert back to the mean, it's not a fun, it's not a fun journey, right. but um, you know, this too will end. Uh, and, uh, and again, I say it's not a fun journey and it feels that way, but the reality is, Look, you go to any restaurant, you go to any any place right now, uh, you know, especially traveling experiences, stuff, you know, where people are out, they're out and about, they're spending money. Uh, so it's this weird thing, like everyone mentally has this recession thing going on, but you know, what what are they actually doing and how they're spending their money is a whole different, different thing. So, you know, we're in this transitionary period. It's going to settle out. Um, you know, it's not to say we won't have a recession here at some point. Um, but but for right now, we just don't, we just don't see it. And, um, and, and, and again, and, and I think this is a good thing that's happening, especially long-term uh, as we kind of get back to normal, it's healthier, right? Mm -hmm. It's, 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 it's a healthier thing, right? We're not eating sugar and getting sugar high all the time. We're, you know, it's eating our veggies and, 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 and having a much more healthier environment. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So we always like to end this podcast with some closing recommendations. Um, Greg, what do you uh, what do you what do you got for us this week? <laughs> I've got a couple things. So, okay. uh, recently, uh, Netflix put out a new documentary called Unchained. It follows last year's Tour de France. I think people might be aware from past uh, recommendations I've made and comments I've made that I'm a big fan of Tour de France. My wife and I both like to watch that together. And uh, the the documentary is really good. It shows a lot of behind the scenes of the teams and what was happening going on in last year's tour, and it just kind of ramps you up getting ready for this year's tour starting. July 1st. And if nothing else, if you enjoy amazing scenery, watch the tour for some of the most amazing scenery, videography you could ever see. And and, and then who knows, maybe you'll get into the race itself. Yeah. But, you know, I think these, these sports documentaries in general are just great. I mean, I, I'm yeah. a big fan of the Formula One, uh, uh, what is it? Drive to Survive. Yeah. I think this was called. actually done, I believe by the same people yeah. who did that. Yeah. I love that. And, and, and if anything, it's, it's taken that sports uh, follow, you know, uh, people are following that now that never, never even cared about it before. 
Uh, they got this one. I think they did one on golf recently as well. So they do right. a really good job on these documentaries. Highly, highly recommend it. Uh, my recommendation is uh, on something that probably has been getting talked about a ton right now. Uh, this whole thing about artificial intelligence, AI, right? Right. Um, again, we talk about noise. If there, if there's noise in one particular area right now, it's about this AI thing without a doubt. But we're the belief here that this AI artificial thing is real. It's not like a fad or a flash in the pan or something. It is a real thing. Now, how it affects everybody, I don't think anybody has any clue yet. And anything you read at this point is pure subjective guessing at this point. But um, but I do know there's actually great tools out there you can start taking advantage of today. And I know the number one tool that most people are using right now is that chat GPT. Um, I, I hate the name of it. I, you know, clearly a marketer did not come up with this name because most people say chat GBT, um, but it's chat GPT. Uh, I read a stat the other day, only 14% of Americans, uh, people here in the United States have used chat GPT. Now there's 350 or 330 million people. So 14% is a pretty, pretty big group of folks, but it's still a very small group. And, um, and I would just encourage you, if you can, just fool around with it. Um, get yourself familiar with it. Don't be afraid of it. It's like anything else. It's something new. It's something scary. We've seen the movies. We've seen Terminator. We've seen the Matrix. Right? You know this. You know where's this thing gonna all end up? Are they gonna Are they gonna kill the humans? Uh, no. You know. I, I. You know. Look. I don't know. You know. Who knows? Right? But typically, in any new thing, and what I do is I like to go back to the dot com era. You have a you have a mania. I mean, the mania starts right back in the late '90s, early 2000s. If you put .com on the name of something, it just got crazy and blown up, and everything was going great. Um, and then, you know, what happened is kind of reality started to set in, and you had a big correction. And then you have the next cycle. You know, we I call it adoption or you know, the real growth cycle. And I have a feeling this is going to play out the same way. There's all this crazy stuff about AI, AI, and whatever, whatever, you know, reality is going to kind of set in, and then we're going to really see how this thing grows and affects and what, but it's here to stay. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not going away. And I would just encourage you to um, embrace it might be uh, too hard of a word, but at least be familiar with it. And I think it's just a great way right now to do it. It's, you know, there's, it's free. Um, they just need an email address. You just give them an email address. And I'm sure we've all got those junky email addresses we use to sign up for coupons or, you know, whatever discounts and things like that. Throw them an email address, get a sign in um, and check it out uh, and, uh, and just start becoming familiar with it. So on that note, we'll go ahead and end it. Uh, I want to thank you so much for watching today. And as always, uh, we appreciate you. You know, if you have any questions, please reach out to us, call us, email us, uh, you know where we're at here uh, at Parallel, and um, we look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thanks so much for listening.